Hey! Hi, this is Dr. Christine. And Dr. Colin. And we are your co-hosts for the exciting new podcast called Love, Love Scrubs, Scrubs, and Stories, where we dive deep into the world of dating and relationships and go beyond the people wearing the white coats, the scrubs, and the stethoscopes. Come join us on this journey where we engage in dialogue and share stories of love, heartbreak, resilience, and triumphs. And we also navigate our professional lives with our hearts on our sleeves. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification button to stay up to date on all future episodes. And, and we, we look, look forward, forward to, to seeing, seeing you inside. inside. What's going on? Welcome back to the Love Scrubs and Stories podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Dr. Christine Nguyen. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. And so if this is your first time joining the podcast, just wanted to let you know that this is actually part two of an episode that we had, you know, recorded. And so and this is our guest, Dr. Logan Foltz. So if you I would encourage you to go back and listen to part one first, and it's going to be totally worth your while. And then and then catch up on that and then come back here and join us for part two. And it's going to guarantee you so much packed with so much value and insights that it's going to be really worth your time to check it out. All right, guys, we'll see you inside. Bye. Okay, bye. I was just curious. How about someone's like spending behavior? Like, yeah, that's what is, what is that? Yeah, that's tough because, you know, it's hard to ask, it's hard to ask someone just to show you their books and their credit cards, you know, and get a get a good feel for their spending. I do. I try not to judge someone too much right away because because I realize that someone's income and someone's spending is only a part of their financial picture, and there's a lot we might not know. You know, maybe they do have a trust fund from Jeff Bezos, or maybe they. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, or or maybe it's their, or maybe it makes sense considering their background. You know, for the reasons I said. So I try not to judge too much, but honestly, I don't worry. Someone's spending doesn't bother me if I think that if if I think they have the income to support it, and vice versa. Yeah. If someone, you know, someone might spend less than I do, but if if their income is if their income is is dramatically lower, then to me that's an issue. You know, I, I try to I try to I try to judge like we call it cash flow in financial planning. Just you know, do they you know do, do they know how to um, do they make enough to support their themselves and their plans? And is it, how's it going to play into what I want to do with my money in my life? Yeah. I think, you know, a good example is like, you know, if you're planning a trip, right. Between, mm-hmm. you know, you and me, right. We're, you know, Logan and I, we're planning a trip, right. And, uh, we're doing a boy's trip and, you know, we're, you know, do you, do you spend money on the food? Do you spend money on, you know, activities, right? And and planning for that is an exotic location, right? And how much of the planning they want to participate in or or I'm just going to go shopping, right? I think that is a nice ease, you know, into it. Another way you can think about it, you know, a good example for me like because my sister is getting married next year is that you know, her and her partner decide that they want to have more of a low key, you know, wedding, and they would rather save it for, you know, another property or save it for something else. So it's hard. That is hard. But I really like what you said about, you know, if you know their attachment style, that gives you some, a lot of insights. And if you have a glimpse in terms of like what their childhood was like, especially, you know, how much or how little their parenting, you know, styles have contributing to them. I think that gives you an idea of how, you know, they kind of like look at things, but it's so challenging at the end of the way, you have to be like really, really good at finessing, you know, questions without, 
you know, evoking such a, you know, a personal response for someone that maybe doesn't want to be asked that kind of question. Yeah. And we can talk more about questions because that's an art form in and of itself. But mm -hmm. I, I like, I liked what you, you know, the examples you gave about planning a vacation, because yeah, there's a, there's a lot of little expenses and, and most people don't like budgeting, you know, it's like, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a budgeting's a, you know, budgeting's a, a, a bad word for them. So, I mean, yeah. So so that's one thing I, I try to assess, you know, with someone I'm dating is, you know, is do they have a basic, do they basically think of money as not scarce, but at least finite, you know, the way I think about it is, I don't know if you guys eat Panda Express, but sometimes I'll go there and I'll get an entree and two sides. But then I'm like, I want this side and I want this side. Well, the cost that is I can't, you know, then I can't have the egg rolls or I can't have the, you know, I can't have the dessert, you know, you just have to, you just have to, you just have to like, you just have to be understanding at all times, just what, you know, what you have the capacity to do. And, and, and you have to, and, and some people bring that into how they think about money, but you know, some people just, just don't real aren't that conscious of it in the moment. Lots of great points, Logan. And so I, I'm, I'm really like, I'm really amazed by, by a lot of things that you said. I'm definitely going to ponder on a lot of these things because you, you know, you, you brought up a lot of things that I had never really thought about before. And I'm pretty sure our audience is going to really benefit from a lot of things we've talked about. So what about, you know, and this has come up in like WCR, like one of the questions. And so what about in scenarios where in a relationship, there's like a huge, like financial discrepancy between the couple? And certainly, you know, it's definitely trickier, right? When the high income earner is a woman, right? And just because it's, you know, it can be very uncomfortable for a lot of women. And, you know, I don't know, do you think like this has to do with like social conditioning or are there like deeper societal factors such as like the traditional gender roles, the societal expectations, or perhaps the, you know, affecting the power dynamics in a relationship? Like, I'm really curious to hear on your thoughts on this. Yeah, sure. That's another complicated topic. But first of all, those are my favorite threads on the Facebook group. And I, I'm just drawn to them like a moth to a flame. Yeah, yeah, they've got so much good juicy stuff. And second, I would I, I, I would like to know where these women that make four times my income are, you know, because uh, I wish I were that lucky. It's been a, it's been a long, I don't know if I've ever had that had that scenario play out for myself. Just but, for yeah. context. Wanna, Logan, yeah. would you want a sugar mama? Let's just, let's just air it out right now. This is the most important question. Do you want a sugar? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's make it happen. Yeah. So, so I love those threads, but yeah, I just, I just haven't been able to, I just haven't been able to apply them in real life yet. But I mean, I, I think I can relate a little bit. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm a psychiatrist, so I'm not bringing in buku bucks or anything, but yeah, I've, I sometimes like have a little bit of anxiety, you know, and when, when, when there's a big income disparity too, and it's usually in the other direction. But I think the first thing is just, you know, if you, if you try to get to know yourself better and understand how you feel about it, it's, it's, it'll help you answer the question of why does it bother you? And, and the reason it's hard to help, you know, give good advice in those threads is there's not that much context because there's a lot of different reasons that, you know, that it, you might be uncomfortable with dating someone with a big income disparity. You know, I was talking about the money scripts and, and for money, you know, like money vigilance is when you're anxious about losing money. And I think for those people, you know, they're, they're worried about just if the mayor, like if the relationship or the marriage fails, what impact it'll have on them. And with, with other people, I think, it, you know, some, some people, the respect and prestige that comes with money is really important. And, and that's, that's something they expect a partner to bring, to bring to, they, you know, they want someone who can, who can augment that, I guess. But I, I think, I think it's also important to evaluate just your feelings and, and, and how others, how you were, how you think others will perceive the situation. If it's you, then 
you know, you can, you can just be, you can just be honest with yourself and, you know, ask you, ask yourself, is it really important? And maybe you want to try to change your beliefs, but, you know, maybe you're okay with just accepting it. You know, it's really important that, you know, you date someone that makes six figures or makes, makes at least as much money as you, but you can also just ask, you know, what's, what's the, what's the trade-off with that? What's the cost? You know, what's the likelihood that I'll be excluding someone with whom I could be really happy. But if it's someone else, you're, if it's other people you're worried about, if you're worried about your friends or your social circle, no judgment. I mean, yeah, we all, like we all, like we all respond to social conditioning and how other people think, but you might just ask yourself, why do you care so much? That's one thing that that's one thing I've realized. That's one thing that's gotten me to make some, take some big risks in life and change, you know, get off the status quo is just ask myself, you know, is there any reason I should care this much? Do I really, or do I really even care what people think? And there may be valid reasons for that. There may not be, or you may have trouble and you, and that may, you know, that may just get you to re-examine your approach to dating. I think with, yeah, I can't speak for women. I think it, I think it could potentially be more of a stressor with women just because of the social, the social societal conditioning you mentioned, Christine. But I mean, there's real reasons that, you know, that we, that gender norms are in place, you know, because our society, I mean, it's, it's integrated into our economy. You know, women take on the lion's share of childcare responsibility. So, so they, so because of that, it can be harder to advance their income to progress in their careers. And so, you know, there's reason it could be more important when you look for that in a male partner, you know, and also women, you know, they, yeah, they, they often don't work. They often retire sooner. They don't work as long. And there's a whole, there's a lot of reasons for that. And it's all kind of baked into the economy in our society. So it, it does make sense on some levels, but I don't know if it's, it's applicable generally to every person's situation. I think it's different for everyone. So I think it's just good to be in touch with yourself and understand why, why that situation brings you stress. Yeah, yeah, all great points. You know, so just a couple of thoughts that I have on this issue, because I, you know, given this a lot of thought, you know, because this topic actually comes up every now and then. And so some of the reasons that I've heard were, you know, that even though like, the, let's say in these hetero relationships, like the woman may be okay with that, with this like huge, like income, you know, discrepancy, but maybe their male partner may say that they are. But like once they're like in the relationship, and and things play out, then it affects like, you know, like I was mentioning the power dynamics, right? The decision-making and perhaps it emasculates the men. And so even, and not all men, you know, may feel secure enough to be in this position where the woman is the breadwinner. And so that's some of the things that have sort of come up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. And one, one little axiom that I didn't, I didn't get to before you, before you chimed in, Christine is, yeah, I think the most important thing is that you respect your partner and, you know, and, and I think that for some people, you know, money is, is paramount in, you know, in seeing someone as an equal and to really, and for, for them to really earn your respect. But in some cases, it's just a proxy, you know, it's just a substitute. You, you know, you, you, there, there's, there, uh, it's just, it's just the first thing you notice. And so, and so that's something you, if that's the case, if you, you know, if, if money is something you really, you know, you really value highly when you, when you, when you determine how you feel and how much you respect your partner, then, then that's that's just a good thing to understand is just is just is it possible that someone can still earn your respect even if they don't check that box? I think this reinforces just just having experience with dating and relationships, right? So like if you encounter that kind of situation and you realize like, hey, I'm not comfortable with this and I thought I was, right? 
And if it doesn't go the distance, then you just take that into the new relationship and, you know, find someone that, you know, doesn't make higher or that much, you know, lower, you know, so because I think even with money, you know, these are just, you know, lessons, you know, because there's a big difference when your preferences on paper versus when you're actually with that person. And then you actually have this, you know, co-mingling experience of a relationship, you know? So, but yeah, it is, it is hard, especially for some men that thought it would be okay. And then realize, you know, it's not, I mean, Christine, is that what most of the, what you've gotten a lot is that men just end up feeling like emasculated because, because of that? I mean, this is, you know, obviously a small sample size and there, you know, plenty of women, you know, have been able to make these relationships work where they are the breadwinner for sure. You know, but I think, you know, for, I would say, you know, at least it, it appears like for the majority of women, it's very uncomfortable and, and, and some have tried and it hasn't worked for them. And these were some of the reasons that were mentioned, you know, it's not to say that it won't, like you said, you know, every situation is, is different, Logan, and it really comes down to the couple. And, you know, like, you know, and I love that how you said that, you know, the respect they have for one another, and certainly some of the aspects that you mentioned other, you know, earlier, like, what are your shared values? What are your beliefs and thoughts about money? And is this something that you can communicate effectively and work together in this partnership? A good example, I don't know if you guys have watched the Netflix series, uh, How to Get Rich. I believe his name is uh, Ramit Satit or something like that. It's a very, very good, you know, a Netflix series. A good uh, case study is this couple. The, the woman makes more than the guy. The guy is a house husband, right? And so they had continuous, continuous arguments about, you know, how much money he's quote unquote allowed to spend and how much like, you know, he's willing, like he wants to spend stuff, right? And he feels like he needs to have a certain allowance. And the woman who makes, she's the breadwinner, she's like, I don't think you need this much because I'm bringing in this much and I think it needs to be allocated, blah, 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 blah. So to me, I don't think it's as simple as who makes more money because I feel like that translates into other decisions for the household, right? If you're in a long-term relationship, it's going to be different when you're dating, right? So I think it's not, it's not just one slice of the pie, like in just, it, it, le- it leaks into, you know, other things. So I thought it was a really cool series. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up Ray Ramit Sadie. Yeah, because I, I've listened to his podcast. I haven't seen a Netflix series, but it's basically a master class in, in uncovering all you know, all these all these biases and minefields, and mm. and how to and how to ask questions to you know to to clarify them a little bit more. To He's so yeah. good, He's so yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can think of several episodes like just like you described, you know, in which in which there's in which there's two million income difference between the you know between the between the female and the male, and yeah, I mean, and and there's the 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 way both partners feel about it is all over the spectrum. You know, some men don't mind. They're okay with the sugar mama. And some really want to be treated just as if, you know, as if, as if their partner was the breadwinner. And yeah, I mean, and he does a great job in, in digging into that, you know, and a lot of times it doesn't go back to their life experiences, surprisingly. I think it comes back to like going back to that question of like, what are you comfortable with? Right. And going back to yourself and reevaluating, you know, is this what I'm comfortable with? Am I not comfortable, you know, with this? Right. Because I think it, it requires a lot of self-reflection because, you know, like we're talking about on this episode, it, it, you know, our mindset and relationship with money is really built on our childhood, our environment, right. What we've seen, you know, growing up, you know, it sounds like that's, 
the foundation of the psychology. So it really comes back to like, you know, am I okay in this situation, you know, for myself? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. Well, as we are hearing right now, money can be money discussions can be a major source of friction in relationships. Like, do you have some good like tips or guidance on how to have like effective like communication, you know, discussions about like financial planning, you know, splitting expenses, saving, you know, handling just extra money, perhaps, you know, we're in that situation, <laughs> thankfully. Hey, guys, we'll be right back. And now a word from our sponsors. The Love Scrubs and Stories podcast is a collaboration and co-production between The Chef Doc and White Coat Romance. The Chef Doc is a wellness platform that offers innovative approaches to thriving and offers a self-empowerment book, podcast series, on-demand masterclass series, as well as a brand new app. The app provides self-guided education such as food as medicine, self-care, and resilience. Coaching services are also available, whether you prefer one-on-one or group-type settings. Please go now to your app store, as well as Apple as Google Play to download for free. White Coat Romance is a dating app for healthcare and health-related professionals and students in the U.S. and Canada. It's a lively space where you can find love, companionship, and build meaningful connections with like-minded professionals. If you're single, go to the App Store and Google Play to download and join our vibrant community. As we both serve these amazing communities, we also acknowledge the value of continuing education. Therefore, we're super excited to share an enticing opportunity with our listeners. Our episodes are continuing education eligible. That's right. You now have the opportunity to earn valuable credits while enjoying our content. Rest assured, the episodes will always remain free as we are committed to supporting our communities and amplifying the voices of healthcare professionals. To get a better understanding of how this works, the first three episodes are free to obtain, then the rest of the podcast episodes are at a nominal cost. So you might be asking who can earn credits? Well, physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians associates, pharmacists, dentists, as well as dietitians and dietetic technicians. If you find yourself in need of CE credits, we kindly ask you to consider directing your CE funds towards supporting our cause. Your contribution would greatly help us nurture our podcast production and continue to bring you valuable content. We are deeply grateful for your support. From all of us here at Love Scrubs and Stories Podcast, thank you so much for choosing us. And enjoy the rest of this episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And now back to the episode. How does like, how would a couple, like, what are some strategies and communication styles that you think would be important? Yeah. Um, effectively, ideally as possible to navigate this tricky. Yeah, sounds like everybody's situation. favorite date night <laughs> conversation. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that the way I prefer to initiate that conversation is just by explaining that I have a need that, that it's important to me for just also just speaking for myself. I've realized that I don't, it doesn't bother me too much if we if I do things with my partner a different way than I would myself, even if there's a large difference. But what's more important to me is that I have a plan and that I have a you know I just know what to expect. So ways you can you know ways you can bring that up is just to say is just say you know I I, I need I need clarity on how we manage our finances. Can we can we discuss this? That's 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 how I try to do it you know as smoothly as I can. And I also just explain that. I like to keep our relationship grounded and know what mm. to expect when we're in situations. And it helps me have a better time when I can just focus on my time with you and not about, not, not about, not about what's happening with our money in the moment. So in financial planning, they call that 
the, one term for that is, is policy-based planning. So just, you know, just know that like there's a lot of examples I could give of that. You know, it's like uh, if, if you pay the rent, I'll cover all, I'll cover all the utilities and all of our vacations. You know, that's one policy or, you know, if, if when it comes to saving, you know, Every time we get every time we get a, a large bonus or a large sum of cash, we save half of it towards our house. Like those are just those are just systems you can follow instead of just always doing things in the moment and trying to you know trying to trying to discuss what to do every time every time you're every time you haven't every time you haven't had that experience before and don't know what to expect. So I think that's the best way I know to approach it. I love that because it really feels number one, it felt felt really non aggressive, you know, in the in the mm-hmm. way that you framed, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 wording. And also for me personally, it's very, you know, it's very unattractive to you know go down 50-50, right? Like conceptually, like yes, you you we always feel like, oh, we, you know, each each party needs to contribute something. But the way that you said it, and I think we've had this uh, discussion come up before in a previous episode, Christine, is that, you know, one partner contributes something, the other partner contributes something else. And it may not be exactly 50-50, but there's, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like the game of Tetris. I think we're old enough to know what Tetris is, right? <laughs> but you're, you're building, not all the blocks are equal, right? You have something here, something here, but they all, eventually become the foundation of something, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I like it because it just seems very turn offish when it's like, oh, you know, to a T. Down the middle, yeah. Point, down the middle. It, to me, it's very unattractive, you know? So, yeah. I mean, just are not 50-50, right, Logan? I mean, like, it depends on what we're talking about, right? It could be, you know, like 30-70 on this particular topic or issue, you know? Or on a day to day, like I feel like it's just it fluctuates. It's yeah, it's not reasonable well, to to say that you want things fifty fifty like all the time. Yeah, I mean, unless you're dating like someone in, who's also in your residency program at the same year and who has the same amount of savings and expenses, then yeah, there's going to be some inequality there. And this, just the financial side of things, it's probably not going to be fifty fifty. But but. You you just you know what you what you hope to find is some is someone who brings brings more to the table that you don't that you don't have who has those extra Tetris pieces you know who just makes who just helps you form a form a a composite piece of art as in a relationship that you know that you don't that you don't have individually you know that just like like your weakness your more than, your, we- more than your weakness is their strength yeah you know, right, your right. weakness is their strength like that would be ideal you know they're like puzzle pieces you know they just connect really well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so many non-monetary, you know, factors at play in a relationship, right? I mean, certainly we're talking about money and finances today. Yeah. But, but that could be, you know, value, like, you know, if you put a dollar amount, if there, if you even could, you know, I don't think yeah. you can. That's why I say, like, I, I like to have ground rules. But after that, I think that variety in variety between partners is good. You know, there's a there's a yin to a yang and you can you can you can both bring out the best in each other. You know, just once you once you understand that this is like this is the way we need to approach our finances just as a, you know, as a general framework. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colin, very, did you have good, any good. any additional questions? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, this has been a really have, fascinating. I don't, I don't have it. This has been really, really good yeah. because the most important thing is really fleshing out things that we're not comfortable in speaking about, but we don't, we, you know, eventually inevitably know that these are very necessary talks, right? It's kind of like, you know, you're in this financial planning. So, you know, I don't know if the 
estate planning is part of what you do, Logan. But you know, that's what I'm, you know, doing with you know my you know family, and it's very uncomfortable, right? But you know that it's something that you want to do, and I think that the earlier the better to have these types of discussions will you know kind of cement that foundation you know for a longer term relationship if that's something that you choose to do yeah and when i talk about these things it it sounds really easy and straightforward but yeah in real life it can often get it can often get messier and it's it's hard to ask these questions and find the right time to ask these questions so i think that in the white coat romance group and otherwise, I, I hope that we keep asking these questions and talk about how we, you know, how we, how we handled them and how we answered questions when they come up like this. Yeah. Yeah. My main takeaway is to not, not talk about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I say just to talk about it early, just because I know that, I know that if you put it off, it's just, it, it can just sink, it can just sink, you know, your relationship and then you're just starting over. So that, that that's the, that's why I think it's vital to start early. And you hold grudges, right? If you don't talk mm. about it, you know, and then yeah. you make assumptions about yeah. each other too, as well. So, so gosh, so looking at the time, like as much as you provide so much like value and insights and great, you appreciate it, but we probably should wrap things up. So, so Logan, what are your top three, you know, takeaways you think that you'd like for our audience to know regarding money and finances and relationships? And if there are any additional resources, I know you've mentioned some, you know, yeah, you and- mention more that you'd like to share. I can send you more to put put resources in the show notes, but I think the top three takeaways I would I would leave you with are one: understand yourself, your own attitudes, and your own um, and your own life experiences, and just try to try to conceptualize how you think about money, possibly using some of these tools I mentioned. Yeah, number two, I mean, money is just deeply personal and co- complex, and if you can. Uh, if you can enter a relationship or dating situation just with curiosity, you know, and 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 non-judgment and just and just seeking to understand. I think that's going to be more I think that it's going to be lead to a better overall relationship and and lead to better money decisions between you and your partner. And you you, you want you want to be with someone who you can be honest with, vulnerable with and just who can have these conversations with. And yeah, third I would just I would just reiterate, you know, talk about it early and often and just try to frame it as as something that it's something that's important to you without, you know, without, with, without implying that it's a problem with someone else or that, or in a threatening way. Awesome. Well, I definitely learned a ton. Awesome. Yeah. That's really amazing. Yeah. So Logan, what are the best ways for our audience to connect with you? Should they want to reach out and they want to learn more from you? Yeah. I'm not. And do you have anything to share or promote right now? Yeah. Good question. So you can find me on LinkedIn. And if you type my name in, I think, I think I, I think it's, I think you'll see who I, I think you'll see my, see me at the top of the page. Um, you can also just send me a direct message on Facebook. I'm working for a fintech startup right now called a 10 and we're doing disability insurance evaluations and student loan consultations. So if you have any questions about your student loans, you can just reach out to us at www.helloattend.com. If you're looking for another podcast you want to listen to, there's one called money meets medicine that Jimmy Turner and Alicia Taylor co-host that that talks about that just talks about just more straight up financial topics and financial uh, planning that might be relevant to you. So that's 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 what I have. That's great. Well, Logan, thank you so so much for taking the time out. You know, for doing this, we're really happy. This is your first time. You know, so mm-hmm. applause for your first time being a you know pod, podcast guest. And I hope that you you know help you know, so many people with your, you know, your passion into, you know, personal finance, and we wish you massive, massive success. So thank you so much for taking the time out today. Yeah, thanks thanks so much. Appreciate you so much.
Yeah, this has been a blast. I'm so grateful you guys for having me. Yeah, awesome. Christine, do you have anything else before we close no, out? that's it. Let's close out. Okay, great. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching another episode. If you like this, please click, you know, subscribe, comment, and share with someone that you feel like this is a benefit. And until the next episode, on behalf of me and Christine, say goodbye to Logan. Bye, Dr. Logan. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to this channel. If you enjoyed this, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you felt like this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know as well. As a reminder, this channel does not offer medical advice. All opinions expressed are ours and our guests only. It is for general informational purposes only and does not replace professional healthcare services. Please consult your own healthcare provider for any medical issues you may have. Until the next episode, whether you're in and out of your scrubs, please remember to love yourself and others and lead with kindness. Bye. Bye.